day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for being in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? This time of year just thrills my soul as I meditate on God's goodness to us and the extravagance of His grace towards us in Jesus Christ. It's just exciting time to be alive. I know there are a lot of people that are down in the dumps and they're worried and nerve-wracked and their fingernails are chewed to the quick, worried over what's going to happen. But I just can't help but be excited that we're one day closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's return. And uh, that thrills my heart because every day we're inching closer towards a time when we spend eternity with the Lord. Hope you're ready. Hope you're prepared. And uh, that's why we celebrate this time of the year because a way has been made. Rescue has been provided. Uh, I began in the last podcast with identifying five reasons why Jesus came into the world. Uh, and First John tells us uh, actually quite plainly that these five reasons are the, the, um, the dominating theme of the first letter of First John to believing people. Uh, if you've not been a student of your Bible, I'll remind you or at least tell you that there are several books named after John, who was the, who was the writer, the author is the Holy Spirit. But we do know that in the first part of the New Testament, that the Gospel of John, uh, John the disciple of our Savior, uh, was an introduction to the person and work of Jesus Christ, that he wanted to make sure that he left a, a, a lasting legacy of the truth of the gospel. So if the gospel of John is used to introduce people to who Jesus is and what he came to do, at the end of your Bible, there are four books, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation, all of which were written, of course, by John the Apostle. Uh, John, in the first letter that he wrote there, 1st John, 1 John, some people call it, but not typically 1st John, 1st John was written to those who already read the gospel at the first part of the New Testament, have embraced Christ, trusted him as Lord and Savior, and now John is writing to them to reassure them, to reinforce the truth of the of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the last podcast, we looked at 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, where John says specifically that Christ came to be our sin bearer. Why was it necessary for the eternal Son of God, who's always lived with the Father in heaven, to leave all of that glory, to humble himself and to be born onto this earth? He did so because it was absolutely essential that our Redeemer be both God and man that he would be 100% man in the sense that he absolutely knows what it's like to live a human life. He's faced all of life's temptations. He has faced everything that the devil could throw at him, and yet he remained sinless. Because he was sinless, he was a flawless, spotless, blameless sacrifice that could be offered and that as a sin offering, and the Father would be satisfied with his sin offering. And so that's an encouragement to us that Jesus came to be our sin bearer. That's in 1 John 3, 5. The second thing that John tells us in the book of 1 John is just a few verses below that in verse 8. Uh, 1 John 3, 8 reads this way. Listen to this. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose 
the Son of God was manifested or was appeared or displayed that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's 1 John 3, 8. Now, that's a significant statement. John is identifying a second reason why Christ came into the world. Uh, and he, by in doing that, he is reminding us all that Satan is real. He is not just some force, impersonal force, but that he is the instigator of all sin and suffering that the human race has known. No, he's not the one that makes us sinners, but he is certainly what the Bible calls a tempter, a deceiver. He is one who is out there to try and trip up everybody in the human race. And as a result, he is really the instigator of sickness and heartbreaks and murders and wars. They come because of his presence in this world. He is constantly looking for opportunity uh, and for strategies to try to rob God of that which he loves the most, and that is his children. Uh, but Jesus, we're told in this verse, came to destroy Satan and to restore us, uh, restore to us all that we have lost through his evil workings. Now, friend, if you're listening to this today, isn't that really what happens? If you're a believer today, uh, and maybe you lived for an uh, amount of time before you met Christ and your life had been a disaster, you had so, had so many troubles and difficulties and uh, uh, heartaches in your life and, and disappointments. And when Jesus Christ comes into your life, all of a sudden things begin to change. And I know when a man comes to the altar and he comes to that old-fashioned place of confession and he confesses his sin to God and he gives his life to him, all of a sudden he gets up off of that altar and wipes the tears from his eyes and everything that was tangled, everything that was destroyed, everything that he had put his hand to that was such a mess, everything that the devil had tempted him with, all of a sudden is given over and he has victory in Jesus Christ. And now Satan has no more sway over him. He no longer is compelled by his own sinful nature to give in to the temptations of Satan. Jesus came to destroy Satan, to restore to us everything that we lose through his evil workings and temptations. And he did this by the cross of Calvary. Uh, and he made it possible that before we met Christ, we were slaves to our sin, the Bible calls us. Uh, we were literally in bondage to all of our flesh and its desires. But when Christ came, freedom came, forgiveness came, liberation came. When Christ came, he freed us from the chains of our flesh, and we now can live for the honor and the glory of the living God. Once for all, on the cross of Jesus Christ, Satan was defeated. You can look up Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, and the Bible tells us very clearly that that's exactly what happened. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 10 talks of this as well. Let me read these two verses. And I want to begin with the Hebrews passage, because when I read this for this podcast, it just, I, I had my personal prayer time, and it was a time of rejoicing. The book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also like himself likewise took part of the same, 
that's a reference to the incarnation of Jesus, that when he came and took on flesh, he became like us. And the reason why is stated in the next phrase, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. And we know that that's why Christ came. Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's when Satan gets what's coming to him. Uh, he, uh, Jesus Christ is coming to bind him, to cast him away so that he is no longer an influence in the world. Uh, and I know at the second coming, Jesus will complete that. He will actually do it. He will bind Satan. In John 10.10, there's a beautiful illustration of this. Uh, Satan, as a thief, comes to rob and spoil and destroy. But Jesus comes to reverse that whole process and to overthrow and remove all of Satan's works. What a great thing it is to be on the side of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I hope that you understand and appreciate that. Uh, if you're not there, I admonish you and encourage you as strong as I possible. You need to get on the winning side. Satan today is doing everything he can, his utmost, to keep men and women in the dark concerning the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, you have this noted. And he actually says in verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Listen to this. In whom the God of this world, that Satan, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan's trying to blind people today, and he's successful in many cases because he'll give you whatever it takes for you to turn your uh, eye uh, back on God and close your eyes to him. Uh, he is intent on attacking and accusing God's children. But thanks be to God, you need to remember today, and I'll close with this, he is a defeated foe. He is a, he is a whipped enemy. And in actuality, the Apostle Paul ends the book of Romans with that very thought in Romans 16 20 Paul says and the God of peace shall bruise Satan literally crush him crush Satan under your feet shortly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you amen Jesus not only came in order to be our sin bearer but secondly he also came to destroy the works of Satan and what is his work it is to tempt, it is to deceive, and it is to blind. And with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, men, women, and children can have their eyes opened and they can be freed to walk in the fullness of all the blessings of God. Walk with Him today, won't you? Tell somebody about Christ. Testify to what He's done for you. And I know it'll bring you more.